Welcome to Grim After Dark, Warhammer 40,000's only late night show. Uh, my name is John. I'm here to misinform and entertain as we talk about the goings on over the last week in the world of Warhammer. Tonight, we recap Danny's time at the number one 40K related slumber party, Charity Hammer. We're going to go around the net and we're going to ask you, well, we're not going to do that because I didn't rewrite that part right, but that's okay because we have an <laughs> eBay prices redacted coming in and a very special theme. But before we go on, if you enjoy what you see or what you listen to, you can support us by liking or subscribing wherever it will let you. And if we're able to throw a couple dollars our way by becoming a member on YouTube or super chatting the answer to this question, what color is Danny's hat tonight? Now, first up, uh, he's the co-host with the co-most. He carries a true bill of friendship all the way from Moscow, Idaho, is Danny McDevitt. And he's the face of everything square-based, a fantasy enthusiast, and a casual 40k enjoyer. It's Val Heffelfinger. Hey, and I guys. don't have a rhyme for Dicky. Uh, he's just oh. he puts the coach in Canada. Uh, it's Dicky. Coach wow. in Canada. Hey, yeah. how you doing, and that, eh? And that's everyone. Yeah. All right. Yes, well, it is. Hello. Yeah. Danny, how are you? Fantastic, Val. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm exhausted. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> tuckered right out. I'm, look, yeah, look, little little guy just got tuckered this weekend. Fair enough. You know? Yeah. Well, beautiful. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get right into talking about your time. Uh, Charity Hammer, of course, massive success this weekend, uh, as well as Val. There's some 40k stuff you want to touch on, which is great. By the way, did you like your new rhyme? I thought of that just like myself. Square based face. You're the, the face, face of square base. Square based. Yeah. I think that's sick. That was great. Yeah, I'll take welcome. it. I'll, I'll take license it. it to you for a reasonable rate. I do want to touch on last week's episode when sporadically throughout the show we had Pete the Falcon joining us uh, <laughs> and other times when he just dropped out. Uh when Part he was on the show, uh he did mention uh that Hellstorm Mikey or Mikey from Hellstorm Wargaming. Uh, only won an event because, and I believe this is a direct quote, Danny, all of the good players were out of the country. Yeah, uh, that was a which, great line. I enjoyed it. Which led to to this, which is my favorite comment of the week. It's Hellstorm Mikey saying, me and Falcon aren't <laughs> friends anymore. Mm-hmm. How does he know when we speak his name? Because I can't believe, <laughs> I, can't, like, I, mean... he, I can't believe he's watching every single episode live. Uh, or even uh, afterwards, but when when we when we talk shit about Halstrom Mikey, uh, he hears about it. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's a spy, and yeah. the majority of the chat are people on this show. I, uh, one of I the five people listening to this everywhere. right now are a spy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this leads me into this, and this is kind of a question for the panel here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the meanest thing uh, that Peter the Falcon has ever said about you? Oh jeez! Wow, hold on. I gotta, I gotta dig deep. You said a lot of mean shit about me over the years. Um. Oh no. I think really the stuff that always cut the deepest was more or less uh, when we were doing our show regularly together. I'd be really proud of something, and then he would always say it's fine. <laughs> and and that just over time just accumulated to to like just an emotional scar. Really, yeah, yeah. that's true. And then before Danny, we jump to your one here, Val. How does it feel to be the the P of this show uh, now? Oh wow, P of this show. What are you talking yeah. about? I'm, I'm a positive patsy. <laughs> I'm an encourager of your of your incredible efforts. What are you talking about? I'm just I'm critical of the technical direction because <laughs> I have low self esteem in that na- in that area, and therefore I have I can only survive by bringing others down. 
That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Uh, Danny, uh, UMP had many uh, long emotional talks. It was it was probably when he said he was my friend. That's the thing that he said that hurt me the most. <laughs> See, you just you just lobbed one up because Pete's gonna just smash that right back in your face. I I, I know. Well, probably you know. specifically by by vociferously d- denying that he was ever your friend. That he, uh, yeah, I know he's gonna say that, but he's still. Yeah. <laughs> True. He only uh, said it in person, though, while no one else was around. So, like, Pete, though, eerily, Peter, eer- eerily on topic. Uh, last episode, I know. Uh, um, that was that was strange. I hope he's all right. That was like again, like early in the run of the show when we we had Pete come on. I was really excited because there was like a huge forty k week, and I was like, man, we're gonna we're gonna pick his brain, get his expertise, get the stuff on. And then we loaded up, and he's like, yeah, I'm not talking about that. We're gonna talk about Avatar. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and that yeah. happened classic uh, show moment dicky uh, i i'm assuming that pete's been nothing but nice to you uh just to to kind of really round this out oh he's been a goddamn monster <laughs> uh but i it's love true. him nonetheless and maybe i love him because of that but uh yeah me and me and pete uh we've had our moments yeah mm-hmm. I will say in his defense that basically every natural disaster in the past five years that has beset Canada, Peter has lived inside of. <laughs> um, so like he recently, uh, this past weekend, we got hit by a little, ca- little category one hurricane. And uh, and I messaged him to make sure he was okay. And actually, I haven't done a follow-up message to be really sure he's okay. So hopefully he's okay. Did he say but- he's fine? His, he said he was going to be fine. His only concern was that he might have to drive to work through the hurricane. And I and I immediately was, I wasn't sure that was the wisest call. So, you know, ideally he's okay. Who, well, who else is going to yell at pilots if Pete's not going to drive through the eye Absolutely. of a hurricane to do it? I mean, he's one of two in Canada. So if he's not doing it, I don't <laughs> there know. Is at if least there was, two. If, if there was a man on this earth who was born to be passive aggressive to airplanes because he's not an actual <laughs> aircraft traffic controller, but he has to control air traffic, there could not they could not have drawn up a better human than uh, than Peter the Falcon to do that to do that job. That's fair, uh, Val. I'm very excited. Before we go into Danny's uh, top five charity hammer moments here, uh, you mentioned there there were some changes to Space Marines today in in a, a shocking turn of events. Uh, what have you got for us? Well, I am aware that there were some changes to Space Marines today, uh, and uh, I believe I saw. I, I believe I saw uh, Gilliman went up in points, and okay. uh, Oath of Moment was changed, so it doesn't reroll wounds. And then I zoned out on the chat thread, so I don't know what anything else other than that. Danny, you want to correct a couple things there? No, no, no. So they previewed the uh, new Codex uh, Space Marine uh, Oath of Moment, which uh, got rid of re-rolling two and rolls so it will be when the space marine codex drops they will Got be it. losing that role so people are pre-upset oh it's my favorite <laughs> preemptive upsetness excellent yeah i mean like they, they have no they have no again no frame <laughs> of reference uh no granted it's obviously a strict nerf right like it is yeah well but, with, uh, with without knowing any of the other probably many adjustments that are made in the course of releasing a codex uh, I am completely ignorant, of course, of of what Codex Tyranids did for, for example, Tyranids. Um, are we? What, say, are, what are we you saying? Wanted to not be ignorant about Tyranids. You can watch the excellent review we did on this channel uh, with Dicky and <laughs> Danny uh, of that Codex Tyranids. But please continue. 
more importantly, I have a very expensively priced uh, Space Marines army that I am putting putting up on eBay. So I'm 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 really hoping that uh, that this is a uh, a very unbalanced adjustment via this new codex from from Space Marines. Um, but yeah, this is my first post Tyranids show. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that so, sounds right. So, how do we feel about you? I don't know. I hope you don't mind me hosting your show, no. uh, John. Um, the I don't uh, mind. I think it's great. How do we? <laughs> how do we feel? How do we feel? Yes. <laughs> Fifth no, yes. Go but, on. Go on. Yeah. No, but John, I think you could probably comment on this. How do we feel about the style of the tenth edition Codex? Because um, dude, I love it. Like how it how it yeah. differs from the way eighth and ninth were 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 built. I'm just. Just curious what, what you're doing. Uh, what do you like about it? I love it. It's an actual change uh, that gives you different ways to play your army. Uh, instead of putting the same turd in a slightly different bag, um, now you have your choice of turds uh, to put in different bags. <laughs> yeah. You know what you know what I mean? But like it's like well, so what a growing review, John. <laughs> <laughs> so like if you look at turn, it's like there there is um, reason to play different kinds of lists and different theme things. Uh, whereas before it was kind of like the 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 main the main course was the same. You just changed the seasoning a little bit. Whereas this is kind of forcing not forcing, but giving you the option to try different things and do different stuff like that. And if they keep on doing that, uh, I think for the last edition, it was around the fourth codex that they really kind of nailed it. Uh, and then the rest yeah. weren't great. And I believe the fourth is going to be Necron. So I'm kind of excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um but I say I like the fact that it's different than what we've seen before, especially with the past couple of editions. Nothing's really changed um, so in what, the codex layout and kind of the things in there. It's just nice to have an actual change. With the pace of codex release being a bit sm- slower than we've seen in the past, at least what they've announced so far, um, how are we feeling about the disparity between the amount of rules and the sort of because like the indexes were a lot beefier than the, for example, anyone who went through eighth edition, those were really yes. get you by, yeah, right. Really. And so like tenth edition is, you know, definitely had just a lot more stuff in the in the index rules. Do we think that like that index books will be able to keep pace? Uh, I mean, I certainly do. I mean, the the number one army in the game right now is assuredly Eldar. Yeah. And they're going to be an index yeah. army for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So I think just by by dint of that, I think that they're holding up very well. I mean, remember the difference, though, between 8th and 9th edition, uh, or the 8th and 10th edition release here, because those are the index uh, editions, is that, you know, like, index 8th didn't even have, like, stratagems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, or, was like or, a or, chapter trade, or relics, or any, like, any kind yeah. of anything, right? It's like, so this is a far more developed release, like you kind of, like you said, Val. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think we're in a pretty good place, uh, and with that stuff. I really like the Tyranid Codex. Did we it. see like the indexes for eighth actually get FAQ'd at all? Cause I don't seem to remember them getting like FAQ'd. That for is, sure yeah, 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 yeah. Big time. Like Malefic Lords. <laughs> I was about to say Malefic Lords. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I had three yeah. of those guys. I loved those. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. They, they almost rewrote the entire Imperial Armor releases uh in errata like the errata for for the imperial armor books were it's oh, just because you can't write a forge world book that's, that's <clears> fine <throat> it's, it's anyway just all, it's all cool. narrative that sounds that sounds promising I, next time i resurface in the game will be uh, i believe spring or codex comes out yeah um so that'll be exciting um yeah 
Spring, of course, anytime between April and um, September. Uh, so it'll be right probably about like now. end well, of May. End of May, I think. I mean, how it qualifies. So, guys, like consider this though, right? Like it says winter 2023. Mm-hmm. And so if it's winter 2023, that doesn't end and like that's ends in 2024, you know? So it seems likely we're going to get a codex every month. Fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed. All right. Uh, moving on, Danny, uh, you, you did some stuff. You're going to tell us about it. We're going to respectfully draw things to illustrate your top five. Uh, roll you. the modified bumper. Top five of the week. Cut it because I didn't make a new one this week. It's, it's been a crazy it. one. Uh, but good job, Dickie. Got it just in time. Uh, oh, man. Danny, you went to Charity Hammer here. And as Dickie slowly <laughs> resizes everything to look God good for the benefit of the audio <laughs> listener. Enhance. <laughs> we are going to be going through Danny's top five uh, things that happened in Charity Hammer last week. Charity Hammer, of course, a massive and long-running charity event run out of Mount Vernon, Washington. Oh. Uh, and this year, earning a ton of money for Child's Play, which is a, a great charity that really helps kids. Uh, and Danny, you are now a frequent attendee at this uh, event. Veritable uh, institution. Uh, uh, I've been now, this is my third time i think maybe no it's probably third time yeah um mm-hmm. yeah it's been it's been really great it's been a really great experience every time i've pretty much every time i've gone um like they work you though so like be aware that like these the, the people in there uh, like okay so i got up at 6 a.m on thursday uh had a couple of law classes and then uh drove six hours to charity hammer and then i was playing warhammer until about uh 9 a.m Oof. So uh, I think between Thursday and like Saturday, I got about six hours of sleep. So like you're going and doing stuff all the time. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to do, a lot of a, a lot of uh, games to stream or uh, or or different activities that we stream there. So uh, really great time for a really awesome charity. Um, Child's Play uh, donates like games to uh, to kids who are either in uh, like the hospital or in shelters. So they have something to do, um, especially, you know, I mean, that's going to take your mind off of something uh, like a, a very adult experience, right? Like it's hard to deal with as an adult. I can't imagine being a kid and like having nothing and trying to trying to do that stuff. So, um, yeah, anyway. Yeah. The, so, uh, Danny, I asked you uh, in a style similar to Dickie two minutes before we're due to go to air. Correct. By the way, I need you to think of your top five things. Uh, from this past week uh, mm-hmm. of your time at Charity Hammer. Uh, Dickie, we want to go very professionally down to the next uh, slide. We can see that right now it just says <laughs> thing five. Yeah. Uh, so in no particular order, because I don't think that would be fair in this situation. Still being edited by John. Yeah, it's true. Right now. That's excellent. <laughs> uh, what was uh, your fifth favorite thing or one of your top five things from Charity Hammer this week? Uh... Man, uh, great question. Uh, <laughs> it was really fun. Um, yeah, fun was had. But I like that fun was only the fifth thing that came to mind. So, like, I don't know what number one's gonna be. <laughs> uh, it was. It was a. It was a. It was a really great opportunity uh, to play some games. I mean, what do you want? Like 
top five moments of it like i don't know what is what is, what it's is not this? it's not even top five uh because i would be unfair in the situation just just five great things from last week this is this is 40k's most notable slumber party so like surely there might like was there some towel so snapping we, somewhere we uh had, somewhere off we camera had a, a, we had a great uh 8v8 team event um that was a really good time um uh so we had people draft up and do kind of like a wtc style event um with members of the various uh, uh various different attendees mm-hmm. and so for some reason i got picked i'm not really sure what what, what anybody was thinking there yeah that was a terrible move because i played negative games of this edition so how is that even possible i, I mean, thought about it and then i forgot because i got yeah, all of your practice games in the seventh edition <laughs> I don't know how you didn't draw cock and balls doing what you just did, John. But it's I yeah, like specifically promised not to. Yeah, we were we promised we wouldn't do that. It was uh, because, that, that's uh impressive. Yeah. Um so uh team, what did what army were you uh, uh playing with? So, like, so we there's there's a bunch of different things that they do there. Obviously, it's a it's a bunch of different uh personalities um uh from internet, be they uh, I got to play a game against JT from Play on Tabletop, which was really fun. That's awesome. Um, uh, I also got to play uh, Scott to Winter Wilkie, which was a really awesome game. That was during uh, we did a uh, RTT uh, that has like some of the absolute top uh, 40k players in the country. We had Ben Churik, we had John Lennon in there, a bunch of the guys from the Pacific Northwest that made. There's some meat on that bone. So, so what happened with the RTT? So where'd you go? How far did you get? Yeah. So I probably won my first game, but I conceded the game um, because I cheated. Uh, So Ah, uh, I, it was, it was too much to go back and like, it it would have been influential (laughs) and like, it was much better for me just to uh, concede that game and uh, let, let Scott win that game. He totally deserved it. He played way better than me. Um, I played like absolute dog shit. So um, yeah anyway uh so that was cool so once you get eliminated once you go into a loser's bracket um and if you when you go into the lo- the the loser bracket um as it was referred to uh if you're going to be one of the losers um you've got to uh you you're allowed to change your army so oh, okay uh eldar is uh really fun but i can tell that like i don't know how to do that as well as i do something a little bit have, more simple so have fun I've playing warhammer what's that to, i said you don't know how to have fun playing warhammer right yeah I, well i don't know how to play warhammer that's the problem oh and so I doubt that. uh <laughs> <laughs> um and so I, I i broke out the necrons i played that um that was way fun uh i uh, i got to play uh hank adams as gray knights um hey. and, I won that game. and then i played john lennon and I did not win that game. <laughs> <laughs> it was looking good for me, like the first maybe turn, and then it was like just not. <laughs> so he I mean, how is that? Good. Because and this isn't the first time at these events where you come up against like really top-notch kind of professional players. And I mean, I know we we laugh at the term, but like the sheer amount of games that those guys play. Um, how how is it coming up against someone of that kind of in the nicest way disparity of skill? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, those guys are just really excellent. They don't make a lot of mistakes. um, And you can kind of watch and see when they move stuff around, uh, like, oh, yeah, that's a really smart place for that unit to be deployed or play or placed like he's in the perfect position to maximize 
this secondary when he draws it from the tactical deck, mm -hmm. things like that. So just like some small little adjustments that you can see, like there's, a, there's honestly, though people may want to like, uh, you know, decry this edition as being a lot more simple, which it is. It's definitely not easy. There's a ton of nuance in like where certain models are placed uh, on the table. Uh, I know that that's like the most generic and stupid comment ever, but like if you really look at it, like making sure that there's a model within three inches of the center of like the, the table, uh, whether there's an objective there or not to deny enemy secondaries, like that kind of stuff, or making sure that your models can walk within nine inches of various different table corners so you can score that one. And like just making sure that you're in the position to capitalize on on uh, objectives uh, when you can or have the ability to move fast enough to put stuff in those places. So like so, what? So as like I guess this was your first like um, like serious competition that you faced in tenth. Is that a fair statement to make? Like, oh, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. So like what what were some of your biggest takeaways about how tenth is is playing out um, versus you know the previous edition? I mean, like, I want to see more. I, I mean, obviously, I, I want I want to play a lot more games. Um, it's, but it, I mean, it definitely Eldar still feel underpriced playing two games with them, and uh, being horrible, and like making tons of mistakes, and still like being able to win games. Yeah, is crazy. So uh, there's probably there's there's definitely some issues there still with that army. Unfortunately, it's too bad. I mean, it's like my favorite army in the game. So to see it kind of like still be not fun to play against uh sucks so um uh i would uh so there there's that disparity i can see kind of i think the meta is going to change a little bit here with the new uh like data slate because some of the some of the predators of some of like the uh the weird builds are are gone or like some of the other armies so i think stuff like necrons is like really powerful right now too um and uh tyranids are really great there's a bunch of really top tier armies uh which is awesome it seems like with that except with the exception of that one outlier mentioned earlier eldar i think that like we have pretty good parity for a lot of factions and if some of the factions don't have parity they're getting a codex pretty soon which should help cool. and now we see also they're willing to make like fundamental rules changes for the index armies like you've got space right. marines which is losing now uh to wound rerolls on oath of moment which was probably the most powerful ability that that book had um and they're willing to do that for these new codexes that are coming out so uh yeah i don't know pretty cool it's exciting it's an exciting time i can't wait for more codexes to come out so we can see additional options yeah number three what we got <laughs> um yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I can honestly, <laughs> that was the I can food. relate that was the every, food. everything, every amazing thing that happened. Uh, but like, I can talk about my experiences. And so my 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 next top three or my next favorite thing was probably, um, uh, it was probably my game against John Lennon. I asked him what I should have done differently during the game, and he asked them to turn off the camera because normally he charges for this. Uh, which was pretty, pretty great moment. <laughs> he gave you a discounted rate. Yeah, he did. He did. He gave me some advice. It was it was pretty decent advice. Um, you're not you you're you had to sign an NDA. You're not allowed to. to yeah, share I can't that. talk yeah. about it. No, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, if you want to watch the stream, you might be able to catch the end of it. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was definitely uh, that game was one of my top moments of the uh of the event um i really really enjoy I, I really really enjoyed that game um 
it was awesome to see someone who's has a lot of reps and is an extremely good player. Um, uh, so much better uh, than mine. Play the game. Yeah. So number two is probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Man. Dang. You're good. Number, um, two. number two is probably my game that I played against JT McDowell. Um, just an amazing human being. Was he hard um, to understand uh, from behind the luchador mask? Uh, so a bit muffled great gracefully he decided to not wear that against me when I couldn't understand what he was saying um, yeah yeah he was uh, uh, a real he, yeah what what a guy man um, he's a guy's guy he's a guy uh, I'm yeah he yeah just true a guy, Warhammer guy guy yeah uh, uh, just one of the kindest people really uh, really really good really good dude and his army's really cool and he let me borrow it um, to, uh, to play my team game. So that was pretty dope. So, uh, really great moment. And, uh, he talked about his balls a lot. He uh, does. It's one of his favorite yeah. topics it is. Yeah. Hit that and his Muppet penis. Uh, um, <laughs> this is my second favorite so. topic. Well, you know, when, when it's all stuffed into that Lycra all the time, you know, I know. Like well, you know, Hey, look, things happen. You ever had a rug burn on your dick? I mean, I can't imagine what that's no. like on that on that on that on that wrestling mat. JP, John, what's JP. what is the wrestling mat made of? What's the surface like? Uh, it's actually uh, foam padding uh, underneath a canvas tarp uh, on okay. top of just two by fours or two by eights. Okay, all right. Yeah. How and much just, foam are we talking? Are we talking like uh, like a half inch or so? Oh, okay. All right. That's actually where battle foam comes from. <laughs> <laughs> it's there used wrestling foam. It it's used wrestling that's foam. why it smells like cancer. Mm-hmm. That's why, or maybe that's frontline. Uh, their their foam in their bags. Maybe it's used from used wrestling foam, which is why I can't buy anymore right now. <laughs> it's really hard to come by. Yeah, th- thanks to Frontline Gaming for sponsoring our show. <laughs> I've actually been um, thinking about that lately. We should probably yet. like. Uh, we like should probably tally up with them. Yeah, we have, yeah. have not invoiced Frontline Gaming since we left and. February. <laughs> uh, should get around to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, number had some one finance guys on the show. This event would be uh, the money that we raised for the kids. So we raised. Uh, yes, I was going to whisper that, but you did it yourself. I know. Yeah. Hey, look, it's the it's the lessons and the friends that we made along the way, and the money made for for the and kids. The, the kids. kids. Yeah. So how much did Charity Hammer raise? Um, if people weren't already aware. Um, over forty-seven thousand dollars. Wow. That, that actually—that's crazy. What was the what was the previous number that they hit before? A little bit over forty thousand dollars was two years ago. Wow, that's that is a that is like a not insignificant amount of money. No, it's 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 a lot of cash. Yeah, they yeah. they uh they they really they really did a good. I mean, this is a this is a lot of money. I mean. I mean <laughs> That's that's got to be like close to the median salary of uh, of workers in a lot of states for a year, so um, before tax, like, imagine that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So wow, it's more money than this guy makes in a year, mainly because Val hasn't built Frontline. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, it's store credit. I mean, you're not feeding the kids with <laughs> store <Yeah>. credit. <laughs> <laughs> My landlord could pay forty k. You don't know that. 
that's possible but uh but yeah uh uh great charity there was uh uh some people that really did some amazing donations like they matched donations um there was a a, a couple of like three thousand dollar donations that did that and then uh uh there was a guy who had donated i think like six or seven thousand dollars just to uh war games live who also donated their their proceeds uh from this weekend i believe as well to the charity so that was included in that total so cool. yeah really great Another great event, uh, another great charity hammer, uh, always a good time. Uh, I believe all of the streams are still up on War Games Live. You should definitely go check those out. Um, yep. There are a couple, I think, feedback from our Discord, Danny, of showing how powerful Eldari is as an army based on the fact that you, with one and a half hours of sleep and negative games of 10th edition, kind of did really well with them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I don't know how to take that, but that's okay. Um, it's a, it's all a good time. It's okay. Paul's just jealous. He was kind of my nemesis for the weekend. He was often the stream host. Does he, he still have the weird card that hums? We were playing. What's that? Does he still have the weird car that hums? Yeah, dude. Dude, I I heard it and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's the moaning car. His car is it a Tesla? Is it a Tesla? No, he yeah, has, it makes this weird like moans kind of sound. It's, it's not even a Tesla. It's like a weird electric car, but like when he's driving, I was like. Mm. <laughs> yeah it sounds like moaning i don't yeah. know when that happened but like i guess it's, it's important that electric cars make noise because you know people who are are like you know unsighted and uh you know exist in this world and they need to be able to hear if a car is coming but like like all of the teslas now sound like jetson's cars and it's just i don't know when it happened uh but it's mm. it's really funny how is that not a bonus come on like yeah. to have your car sound like a jetson's car i really sweet I would love if they could make it so you could make your car have whatever sound you like. Um, so I could have it just have like the, the air horn or maybe just like studio laughter. Like, you know, you could do the air horn yourself by just holding down the horn. The whole Imagine, time. imagine if like you're uh, like standing just on a dark street and all you hear is just. <laughs> I do enjoy that uh, because Tesla, the richest man in the world, is a man-child. Um, Teslas all have a feature that, like, when you accelerate hard, you can set it up so that it farts. So it just makes, like, a really loud farting noise. Nice. Um, Seriously? Yeah, that's you know, the thing. super cool. Like, is, or, like, um, also, also like, they, they, it, like there's a, it has a whoopee cushion feature. So, like, when you sit down in the seat, it farts. Um, this is, these are things that, like, developers and technicians had to design because Elon Musk was like, I want the car to fart. <laughs> What's cool? And it does. Is, and it does. I, I made this potential is and limitless. It didn't, it didn't even it didn't even cost me the eighty thousand dollars a Tesla made it would cost. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah what a classic. Oh, what a classic. That, yeah. Classic fart sound. Fart drop. Yeah, I mean this this is free. Uh you don't have to buy a Tesla. You can just Google stock fart noises and just throw them all together. I but mean, plus right, a six hundred dollar soundboard. Well, that's fair. Uh, Val, uh, you do make me very happy by pointing out that some very well-educated engineer with, I'm assuming, six figures of student loan debt had to spend a month and a half programming cars to fart. Don't forget uh, that he's indentured because he's from India and can't quit because if he does, he loses his visa. That's also an important thing to remember. Yeah. Man, we're getting real, real here. Sorry, that's uh, an honest wargamer comment. I apologize. <laughs> uh, that's not. This is not the show for for that kind of time. No realism here. Uh, but hey, last week, Val, I know you weren't here, but we made Dicky a little sad when we showed something we affectionately called Clown Gron, 
which was Angron in the paint scheme of a clown with giant clown shoes and a clown nose. Yeah. Um, and this week I found some AI art that hopefully <laughs> makes Danny just as sad. Uh, oh. We're going to pull this guy up here. Oh. Um, so this is kind of the McDonald's tar of uh, Ronald. <laughs> that is, I like how the AI put the Ronald nose in the center of his forehead. It's the that, soul stone. The, the clown's nose is at soul stone. That's something. It doesn't scream 40k to me. Like if you hadn't, if you hadn't said to me that this is an avatar, this is clown Gron was clearly an Angron with clown shoes. Uh, mm -hmm. Just, just an immaculate Big, piece. Sloppy. It's just stupid. Uh, Danny, this yeah. uh, this doesn't scream. This doesn't scream that it's a Ronald McDonald avatar to me. Yeah, in a, its defense, the color is he just scarf. I mean, no, he just has multiple uh, collars. It uh, looks like he's got like little laces at the top of that one, like it's a neck warmer. <laughs> well, it's maybe it's quite cold in his craft world. <laughs> uh, but Danny, maybe for for those who don't get the benefit of seeing the pictures live every Monday night at Grim After Dark on YouTube, or you can get the videos at any time at the same place, uh, can you describe uh, what this looks like? Huh. Uh -huh. No, you know what? I won't. It's stupid, and I'm not going to do it. This is a stupid picture. Like whoever, like AI made this. John, I'm disappointed in you on a deep level. Because yeah. of this picture, I want you to know. Almost that. like I, I, I like frantically searched for content last night. Um, <laughs> Kim Allen Jack coming in saying it looks as if Lionel from Thundercats became a fire yeah, dragon. That's exactly what I thought. I was thinking Lionel, like, I was like, oh, that's the character, that's the guy from Thundercats for sure. Uh, I just think it's like oh. someone, someone, and I don't have fan fiction tonight, it's so the I white face, but, John. You're welcome. Uh, but it looks like like someone just did a 40k version of Stephen King's It and thought they were really groundbreaking with it, um, when really they're not. That's okay. Speaking about uh, 40k lore and story, uh, this next one here I found is uh, this guy. He's saying the truth. He's saying 40k lore is like story in porn. It's post hoc justifications for the cool shit happening on the table. Uh, Val, is the cool shit happening on the table in reference to the porn or the 40k lore? <laughs> I just find it interesting that someone's making a like a porn slash 40k allegory and using the term post hoc. Um and a Norman Rockwell painting as as the foundation of the meme. I mean, there's just a lot of of this is this is may this might be a Tesla engineer crying out for help uh making this. Um Elon Musk has asked that engineer to make Teslas justify the Tao's existence in the 41st millennium. Oh. I think that's but I mean it is overall an interesting point about like the function of lore in 40k and it because it is a bit of a chicken and the egg thing. I think that the the game and the miniatures on the table are the first thing that was cool. But now you you can't I don't think I don't think people could create a game uh, that would be as like um, popular uh, if they just created the same like level of cool minis. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I think the lore it's uh, has has sort of it come full circle from the sense that like Warhammer wouldn't be Warhammer without all of the the the, the depth that it has. I think the case in point for that would be Infinity, which is a game system that has a crap load of incredibly cool minis. Um, but garbage lore, uh, and that's kind of fight me on that one. But but that's kind of my feelings on that. Um, 
Danny, you can back me up on this one. Uh, as someone who reads a lot of Black Library myself, um, all, after almost every single book I read, I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to start X Army based on that book. Um, yeah. Danny, you think that's kind of the primary reason for lore? To drive model sales? Yeah. I think originally that was the case, but I don't know that that's necessarily the case anymore. I think that it's kind of become its own thing. And so while I think it does do that, like it does that for its purpose, I also mm -hmm. think it's a way to get Pete, like Games Workshop's foot in your door to sell to like uh, to kind of get you into the to get you like to get people into the game. Yeah, because I think there's tons of people who are really interested in 40K lore, mm -hmm. but not necessarily people not not all of them are like, oh, I don't know if I want to play like a miniature game. Yeah, I mean, Can case you... in point, the popularity of of like lore videos and lore podcasts um, that far outstrips this particular show. Um, yeah. It's it's wild. Like lore, I would say by far and away would be the most popular sort of genre of 40k content out there. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think Games there. Workshop, that's like they're cultivating that on purpose mm -hmm. because that's the next stage. That's the next stage of their evolution, I think is uh, and they're they're making that ip work for them so yeah for sure and then also like 3d printers can come all they want but as long as they are they come often and they come hard <laughs> sometimes they're very brittle and they can't stand up because of poor quality <laughs> so brittle. um but that well, doesn't necessarily matter if they're producing kind of this quality lore content and we've seen like over the past two editions like i feel anyway an increase in quality in the in the books and the the novels that are coming oh, yeah. out um, and just the, the money they're pumping into the audio versions even is, is phenomenal. Uh, and that's something you can't really 3D print because, again, I've spent a lot of time looking at fan fiction. It's it's all bad. There's very little that's actually good, um, if any. But, Aval, you do bring up a great point about how a lot of the, the most popular content, surprisingly, isn't our sarcastic little show live on a Monday night on YouTube but is like lore based. Uh, and this comes up to this guy that I saw on uh, Reddit, which was a uh, PSA to all new players. Most of the stuff you see on YouTube and TikTok is not canon. And not, by the way, all capitals. TikTok spelled like a clock goes and not like the Chinese spy company. So that's not uh, the right canon, I don't think either. No, no, it's a single L, and, but that's okay. Uh, the point I'm sure is in here. Uh, after a recent flurry of misunderstandings and bad takes, I think we should take the time to let new players know that most of that stuff is either conjecture or blown so out of proportion with its almost fasc uh, facetious. Did G-Man have sex with... And do orcs keep the emperor alive? I'm not saying don't watch fun, entertaining videos online. Go ahead. And we all need a bit of levity. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. Is he trying to say that uh, G-Man having sex with is levity? Anyway, uh, I'm just saying don't take what it this is, fun. is gospel. Uh, stuff like TTS, Adept, Ridiculous, and Major Kill are there to be funny, not informative. Disagree, but what? okay. Uh, have fun with those channels, but never take what they say as fact, because 9 out of 10 oh. times it isn't. As fact. I like that part. In the science uh, fiction universe. <laughs> <laughs> What struck me in this was, um, I, think, I think we should let take time to let new players know, almost like after you buy your first GW box set, there's an orientation day where you have to show up 
and you're you're told <laughs> these things by like little grognards. Um, but Val, you, you 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 let me know of like the Adeptus Ridiculous podcast. Um, and Danny, we've watched TTS before. Uh, what do you think when they're saying here, like, don't take it as gospel? That other stuff. I think TTS. I was they were saying tabletop simulator, and so like <laughs> I I was like, well, that's not supposed to be funny. But well, then I got text to speech. It took me just a moment though to to realize that I was an idiot. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah. What? Why? Why would you take them as anything else? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I feel like Adeptus Ridiculous probably tries a little harder than than just just being funny. I think mm-hmm. they they do sure. try and do like overviews of of lore. I mean, um, and are immensely popular for it. And I think like having some humor and levity and fun with your hobby slash you know the 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 lore and the system behind it i think is totally cool and awesome i guess this guy's just you know like misinformation is a problem on the internet and you know this guy is just just look he's he's looking out because i'm sure he's flagging these things on youtube as misinformation and false um but (laughs) i'm sure that youtube engineers like goddamn first parts know this (laughs) Some someone in the Philippines just doesn't have time to read a hundred uh, Horace Heresy novels to fact check these things. So that's why these sentinels of the lore are standing by to uh, to make sure that you're not, um, you know, not getting the COVID vaccine. Danny, Thank you're, you. you're pretty you're pretty dialed in with, with the lore um, and kind of where it is. What is something that's true in lore that you really wish was just a made up uh, awful thing? Are you asking me? Yeah, I, dude, I am not dialed into the lore at all. <laughs> I barely read new 40k books. Like I've been, yeah, I haven't read like, 40k book in a long time. To be like, honest with like you, and this guy right here, like this guy right here, who probably last read a 40k book about eight years ago, I would assume based on this. Yeah, that sounds correct, John. Yeah, that sounds correct. Uh, but yeah, what is something that is true in lore uh, that you wish wasn't? Um, oh, um. Jeez. Uh oh god. Oh man, I've got okay, never mind. I just thought, you know, we used to do a series on uh on our old podcast Mob Rules called The Worst Character in 40K. And so I could <laughs> oh, think of so good, yeah. Yeah, like and they're on our channel if you want to watch them. Uh some of our best content, I think. Um, we not still humble brag. I don't know why. But, but uh yeah. uh anyway, um Thazar the Necron pirate. That guy sucks. Uh the... I know, no, he has to stay. Like he is phenomenal. No, he's not. He's terrible. Now I need to have a Necron pirate model. Um listeners, viewers, send one to me. We had a viewer send me this cool uh custody with a mop bucket. Uh, I now want a Necron pirate. So the... shout out shout out to the the chat because they nailed my mine on this, which is primary space marines, which GW is is taking out of the game but i guess they're kind of woven into the lore too deeply to retcon but yeah primary space marines are the dumbest uh or here here's a weird thought just regular space marines non-primaris well that would i mean that's that's a bit tricky john because they're kind of important as mm-hmm. far as warhammer is concerned but, from what i understand the depth is ridiculous said that they're not needed and it's all primaris space marines anymore so that's all that matters uh, uh I just, I just mean like Primaris Space Marines are just larger Space Marines, and it was a low justification for having larger Space Marines, and they could have just made Space Marines larger like they're doing now. Yeah. It is more than just being larger, though. 
being they have three new organs in the lore yes but on the tabletop no like you're on the just modeling like... them wrong if you're giving them three less organs they do have different keywords still all right guys look i'm just saying well <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> i'm saying there was a whiteboard session at, at gwhq and they're like right we're gonna we're gonna people want true scale marines we're gonna give them true scale marines and then someone in the back was like whoa People are going to be upset about this. Those Marines are taller. They need to be something else. And then they were like, "Well, if the primaries, well, if they have to cross the Rubicon," and then, and then, boom, and boom. Yeah. Um, Val, how happy or sad are you going to be when keywords and stratagems are added to Warhammer Fantasy: The Old World? Oh, keywords, see. especially, are fucking so essential, and it's it's hilarious playing a game that doesn't have them. Although I will say fantasy's pretty good about being clear about what what it's ta- what rules refer to. And at least uh, they have universal special rules in fantasy yeah. already. Yeah. Um and, and the vibes I'm getting from the developer diaries is that it's it is gonna be a like it won't be just fantasy again. It's gonna be like a, a, a game that fits in with the style that, that GW has been making its game. So yeah, I'm all for it, man. Like rules clarity is is always a good thing. And there's some arcane shit that happens in fantasy for no reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like fantasy is written in the, in the, in the like previous people who don't know this, like before eighth edition, like rules were written in, in the method in like in the style of someone at a pub explaining to you how the game works. And that was not conducive to clear, clear rules writing. Um, mm-hmm. That being said though, I think eighth edition doesn't have many murky interactions. Um, it just has some stupid ones. It has some dumb ones, but like mm-hmm. seven, like it's it's contemporaries at the time, like in 40k. So seventh edition, sixth edition, um, were like there was just interactions that didn't make sense, like just didn't have an answer uh as they right. were written on the page. That doesn't happen as much in fantasy. Fantasy is actually written a little more yeah. a little more it was, um, it was a extremely well written game, right? Yeah. Like I mean it, uh, for what it was and for games workshop especially, it was a very well written game. Thanks, Matt Ward. Moving on uh, from the, the the best possible demon codex of all time or demon army book of all time. Uh, this poster on Grimdank asks, uh, which Primarch would have benefited the most by smoking a blunt every so often? <laughs> <laughs> With a picture of a very red-eyed Pertorabo. Oh, man. That is, that is see, now that is, quali- that is a quality uh, lore-related question. That the yeah. previous the previous poster just did not. Uh, I don't think uh, they, they Josh needs to see this picture. John. As the as the, the last poster said, this is not canon. Um, I don't believe Perturabo <laughs> lit up a doobie. Well, uh, he did have a cannon attached to his arm. Any? Did you want to point out anything about the angle of the arm that was photoshopped in front of it? There, I know how you like to kind of be very specific about things. So like one that. thing I'd like to point out here is how much the a person's thumb looks like a big toe. That's a big toe. <laughs> Actually, I think that might just be be between someone's. It uh, might be in a toe. T- yeah, yeah, that might be a foot blunt. That's true. <laughs> Classic foot blunt. The old foot blunt. <laughs> Throw it in the claw. Just to so show that we're not going to be demonetized, I just have to block out the offensive thing there. I think it's got to be Doran. What? Thank you. Perfect. Oh, very nice. Um, I really need to read a Wikipedia article on the Primarchs just to get an idea of their tropes. Yeah. Um, 
because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but at some point in my twenties, uh, we just turned on me. So it made me more paranoid and like heart racy. So oh, what about I, Horace, uh, like a, a more paranoid, uh, more heart racy Horace. Like, I feel, I feel like if anything, it would have the opposite effect on some of these guys. You never know how it's going to be. I mean, are they, are they hitting that sativa or like, you know, like you never know what's going to, how they're going to yeah, look. I don't think I'd want Conrad Kurz to be smoking, smoking anything, to be honest with you. <laughs> you would just do the Nicolas Cage. What if we just took their skin off? <laughs> <That'd be funny. laughs> I think that would be funny. Um, Follow-up question to this here uh, is: Which Primark is an alcoholic? I don't know why, but Dorn oh, just know. came to mind immediately. Dorn, uh, Lorgar, Lorgar, yeah, he seems nice. like he's easily addicted to things. That's true. Uh, Dorn just feels like a dad to me. Is that is that fair? It just feels like a feels like an overbearing dad who drinks too much and oh. builds, builds things. Yeah, Sherman Messer in the chat. It's Russ. I mean, clearly. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's yeah, not an alcoholic. Fair. He just has a drinking problem. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> boys, it's been a while since we've had a bunch of people yell at us for something that we had no like help in creating whatsoever. So I found this guy here on Reddit that we should talk about. Uh, Danny, what are we looking at? All right. So at the risk of starting another thing, uh, we did not... <laughs> draw these pictures it's really Danny's important Dickie, that i say that right now Dickie's not going to make a short it's fine we're good yeah oh i'm okay, totally cool. making a short you just edit that right out um yeah this is a wobbly balloon man i just what a what a bad what a like what a bad drawing of a person to like that that's not even how well, I think I think they're going on this pretty. So basically, we have an illustration here of a space marine. Yeah. I'm and in sorry. this illustration, um, the the size of the space marine's head is maybe a little small, and then the person has then extrapolated the size of the the humanoid body beyond that head, and uh, and had to guess at what the dimensions would be, and it looks like an inflatable uh, balloon man. Yeah, that's true. Um, there you go. It's actually Dr. Otto Octavius on the far right there. Okay. As his tentacle claws are lifting him up and off the ground. <clears throat> Do you know that your hand doesn't actually have to go into the power fist? I just like to point that out, like so as he doesn't have the one crab arm like the drawing depicts him having, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> since he's walking, like they've decided to like use that as a justification to like bizarrely stretch out the limbs and make it look all like he I has. like how even though his right leg is like a good two meters in front of his left leg, they're both the same size in the red right. drawing as exactly. well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, Mal, uh, don't lie. They are like mittens. All of my power fists are like mittens. Uh, they keep you warm and cozy. That's right. I think really um, the issue here is that the illustration, like if we looked at a Primaris Marine's head, I think the body would be much less uh, deformed uh, if it was proportioned correctly. This is uh, what this 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 particular illustration perhaps missed the mark a little bit on the Space Marines noggin. Mm -hmm. This is actually what regular Marines look like in new Terminator armor. It's just a little <laughs> too big for their little bodies. Uh, so they have to get all slender man. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we have the prettiest Marine, uh, Danny Val. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I I need from you guys a chapter name, a battle cry, uh, and what their battle tactics are. My first question is, why is that chain sword not a rolling pin? Mm -hmm. um, uh, and also, actually, Danny, maybe for the audio listener, what are we looking at here? 
Say that one more time, John. For the audio listener, actually, what are we looking at here? All right. So what we're looking at here is a brightly painted pink space marine, lovingly converted um, with a pink frilly dress, um, an apron. Um, It appears to be a bow in their hair. um, Cat ears. Cat ears. uh, Cat ears. Thank you. Uh, And slippers that are like little cat feet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like the frills around the nuclear power pack. Um, that's that's a nice oh, touch. Yeah, that is a nice touch. Um, the the bows attaching the ribbons to the the pauldrons. Now, do we think um, this is a this is a, a, like an old school green stuff? Um, uh, primaris or, print. Uh, or, or or would this be a three D sculpt? Because I mean, this is a very clean. Uh, very yeah, it's very painted well. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's beautifully painted. It, I mean, the, it's, the, it the well transitions painted, sure. and the blending and the and the highlights. I would love. Beautiful. For someone to enter this catamarine into a golden demon and make the GW design team look at it and look what, what <laughs> look, at <me. laughs> look at what you've done. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing, uh, and I actually want to move on uh, quickly from this because what what did you you guys just say? Like, look at me, look at what you've done, uh, look at what three yeah, D oh, hey, printing. I have a name for the chapter. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, chapter pretty, name. Pretty kitties. Pretty, pretty kitties. kitties. Yeah. Oh, can't beat that. That's awesome. Uh, but what have you done 3D printing with this next guy here? It's a bike squatty, but it's just two space marines. So instead of a bike, it's a oh. very deformed space marine. Dude, that wheel is uh making me really uncomfortable. I'm this feels on. like an AI mutant hell dream. Wow. Uh oh, I really don't like this. What is wrong with his this, back? This is wild. <laughs> so for the audio listener, we've got here. Opinion? A, uh, a bike space marine um, riding, um, I don't even know how you describe this. It is a deformed. <laughs> it's like a giraffe man with his hands, with the fingers interlocked. They like become a wheel. The whole time. <laughs> ah, yeah, and there's nails on the fingers. This is yeah. nightmarish. This is, would we call this slaneshi? Would this be like, this is. This is why it's nice that they are both wearing privacy gar- garments, though. Um, yeah, there we go. Or Kim maybe it's the same Human pair of underwear they're sharing. Biker. Human centipede space brain biker. I think, yes, I think that nails it. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. The so, fleshy bolt guns, too, on the face. Oh. Are just This is a nightmare. Anyone it's who's like listening to this, skin. just pop onto the old uh, video of it and uh, let us know what you think of it. Because it, um, this is, I don't have a lot of. I don't have bad things to say, but also just the random <laughs> hunk of flesh growing out of the back of the rider. I know. It's haunting. What is that? It's haunting. <laughs> this, it's haunting. This is, um, cancer. What are what are the stats for this guy? Oh Jesus. Oh, uh, toughness five. Yeah, toughness <laughs> five, but no armor save. <laughs> Seven like up save. Save. Yeah. Maybe a feel no pain. Beautiful. Uh we're gonna skip past the next part. Uh we can get to to the fun Photoshop stick you did like another week. Um uh, but uh, we do have a very special themed uh, game uh, that we are going to play as soon as I see Dickie stop looking around his room in panic. Uh, and as soon as we're good to go, let's go play some Price is Redacted. All right. Yeah, Price is Redacted, Danny. It's a charity hammer themed Price is Redacted this week. Oh, no. Um, in the most positive way, I know I'm a negative Nelly, but uh, the amount of money those guys raise for kids uh, means there's no way you can make fun of it. But welcome to the number one 
Warhammer themed legally a parody Price is Right themed podcast based game show <laughs> Price is Redacted uh, this uh. week is themed after Danny's exploits of the weekend at Charity Hammer these are all items that have been sold on eBay and have been donated uh, denoted as benefiting charity Okay. These items clicked the box, said part of the proceeds will go there, and had a percentage of their sale autom- automatically taken out and donated. So these are okay. all charitable items that were given out here. I definitely um, never click that box when I sell things on eBay. Let's no, continue. perfect. And then just as an example here, uh, this is how, how some people react to charity. We didn't go forward quick enough, but that's okay. We're going to keep going uh, with our first item. We have a beautiful warhammer 40,000 chaos knights army not only is a converted tyrant but it's two despoilers and also just a couple armagers painted a really muddy color its photograph was taken on a beautiful piece of two uh pieces of paper looks like in a little uh, spray paint box mm-hmm. you it. the price is in dollars uh chat Danny, Val, even Dickie, uh, who is unaware of the price here because I have the power uh, of the box. Yeah. How much did this army sell for uh, to charity? So, so to be clear here, this was sold yeah. in pounds, converted to U.S. dollars. I mean, that's that's, a, that's well, tricky. It's, well, no, no, it's, it's the number it gives me is all in U.S. dollars. I only deal in dollars here. Okay. All right. All right. It's the uh, official currency of Grim After Dark. It yes, is. It is. Greenbacks. The dollar. Uh, what do we... Uh, Who's leading off here? I'll, I'll go first. I, yeah, I don't yeah. care. Um, let's see. I'm going to guess this is be trying to be sold for $350. Oh, wow. Uh, no, so this was sold. So you think it was sold for $350? It was, was it sold, was sold on September 10th, 2023 by GamerForge with a 99% positive rating. I mean, I'm going to have to say this was at least $500. Oh, hmm, 500. Uh, Dickie, no uh, relying on chat this week, buddy. I need yeah, your I know, answers. I'm not saying anything. Uh, 360. You fuck. Yep. <laughs> I was going to do something like that, but. Oh! 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 oh, man. I was so close. Everyone's a loser. $334.69. 69. Disappointed no one guessed the 69 whatsoever there. That's okay. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not mad at you. I want you to know that. I would have done the same thing to you. <laughs> I know. I know you would. That's why I didn't hesitate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, three hundred thirty-four. That's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good yeah, deal for a charity. Yeah, not bad. Pretty good yeah. deal. Uh, this seems actually like a charity thing and not just something where you're donating part of your proceeds. Charity. This next guy here is the fabulous Marines Charity Space Marine uh, Nurgle uh, with Nurglings, a Games Workshop miniature for Pride. It is uh, carrying a pride flag, and all of the Nurglings are the color of the pride rainbow. Uh, how much did this sell for? I would say paint job's real nice. Conversion job, real nice. What are we thinking here? Question. Yeah. Is this painted by some by anyone famous? Uh, it looks like it was sold by Wick Gob, uh, who has three positive reviews, giving them okay. 100%. So no. Mm-hmm. Who is leading off? I guess I'll lead off. Uh, yeah. uh, $40. $40. Okay. Danny. If I know Dickie, because you uh, you cocked Danny last round. So Dickie. Yeah, fair enough. How much you paid for? Uh, $50? It's charity, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like for a good cause, Danny. 
Yeah. How much are you paying for this one? $69, John. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, the right answer was $1, but let's see what happens. $162.50 for that one. Nice. Good job. Jenny was correct while also being the most comedic of all of you. Uh, I think we all revealed a tremendous right lack of faith in our community just now. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's good. Um, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that that got $152. I will say. Yeah, absolutely. That's and great. definitely wasn't just a random cash grab of some old box set you throw up and just say, yeah, it's charity. Someone will give me an extra bid mm -hmm. for that. Uh, sort of like this next guy here, uh, which is the Warhammer 40,000 2012 Dark Vengeance game set, uh, which was sold on the 10th of August, 2023 by Loris1, a 99.4% rating. It looks like unclipped sprues, unused books, uh, templates wow. still on sprue, and uh, the starter paint set and a palette Whip. that they probably should have <laughs> just thrown palette. away. A used, used palette, palette and two whippy sticks. Whippy some brushes. I don't know how much whip is left in those whippy sticks either. They look a little warped. Uh, they do look a little warped. That's why you got to whip them from the other side. They're extra powerful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For it's sure. It's like a knee curved whippy stick. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, uh, as the last round's winner, uh, what are you paying for the six edition rule book? The peak right. 40K. Um, Widely so considered first of all, the worst I'm not sure. Is this the version with the limited edition chaplain or not? I feel it like is the it, Warhammer 40,000 2012 Dark Vengeance Dark game Vengeance, set. I think I it's not a limited edition. Oh, no? One. So, oh. in that case, I'm going to guess that this went for $225. Yeah. Uh, Dickie. Yeah. Uh, 235 <laughs> <laughs> Val, uh, mm. how much do you believe this 11-year-old game set that's four editions old uh, oh, sold with a, a dirty palette went for? <laughs> well, my thing is, is that everything's on sprue. Everything's on sprue. It looks complete, but it's not in shrink. I'm going no. $1 here. I'm going $1. $1. Mm. Oh, ballsy. Good strategy. Yeah, it is. And it oh, was yeah. Yeah. Finally, $89.95. Man, that, was on, bids. that was on a cold streak. Dude, I this suck at these. Aren't yep. even. These are... <laughs> hey, here's a, I have a question, John, yeah. about this estimated shipping. Yeah. Do you think that's your estimated shipping or how much they estimated it shipped for, for uh, the auction? That is a shipping to me. Uh, generally, oh, okay. eBay right. works out uh, those kind of figures, which Pretty is why good, I right? you should you should order from this guy. That's I don't include that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but baby marines in the world of Primaris. Come on now. And even the bikes aren't the bikes not a thing anymore. This is a yeah, like oh yeah. they are. They're oh. they have outriders. You can use outriders. So I'm yeah. I'm curious. Oh yeah, you continue, continue, continue. Continue. Yeah. Oh. Moving on, uh, Val, you're gonna be the first one. We have a Warhammer Forty Thousand Sisters of Battle Squad sealed, unopened. Yeah, new and shrink. Uh, new wow. and shrink. This is the classic metal box from Third Edition. It retailed at the time at twenty pounds. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought the price was already on there. <laughs> no, no. This was the original uh, pricing label on there. Um, brand new, sold from Mind Shops with a hundred percent rating, uh, which I'm sure he bullied out of nineteen hundred people. Uh, wow. But free returns as well. Just want to say nice. that, that goes a long way. Uh, but Val's winner of the last round. How much are you paying for? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. 
10 battle sisters. 10 battle sisters, but now we see new and shrink. So this does change the, the calculus a bit. I'm going to say this went for $100. Whoa. Oh, $100. Uh, Dickie. I'm going to say 80 80 Okay. Danny. $1. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Danny was right oh, on a single dollar. God damn it. $50.82. I think my favorite thing about Dickie playing this now is how genuinely annoyed uh, he gets I'm when he doesn't so win my silly game. <laughs> you should see his face. <laughs> so mad. Uh, moving on to an area yeah. of Val's expertise uh, okay. as a, a better fantasy enthusiast. Okay, uh, next up, we have the Warhammer Lord of Undead Figures from 1995. Ooh. Metal Cavalry, Classic Black Coach, Ooh, and other death models. <laughs> Ooh. Spirit There's, hosts, some, there's some bangers in there. Some batsworms. Hey, yeah. I believe it's your honor, your honor. Those the old yeah. graveyard. Danny, you are first. Uh, what is, how much was the, the price of this? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with. God, three hundred dollars is my is whoa hundred. Yeah. Okay, that's a Dicky cheddar. Oh fuck! Um, How much are you spending on this guy? Tortured. <laughs> he's mentally he's mental torture. Uh, a hundred and fifteen dollars. Hundred and fifteen. The reason I leave you for last, Val, uh, is because, like I said, you probably do have knows. a pretty You've good knowledge. Seen this before? Yeah. Actually, uh, I this is when we find before. out this is actually Val's sale that he's <laughs> just running through. Rob. No, um, I actually, I actually have not seen this, and I actually have a Warhammer Fantasy uh, Vampire Counts. I guess maybe I missed it because this says undead. That's literally probably why I never saw this. Yeah. Um, How much is this? I mean, three hundred feels pretty good. Feels and what? And then and then Dickie went with with a hundred. One fifteen. One fifteen. Uh get that fifteen bucks. I'm gonna go with one sixteen. What? One sixteen. Son of a bitch. Nice. <laughs> How's it feel, Dickie? Oh! <laughs> Three hundred fifty-three dollars and twenty-nine. Damn, Damn, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> making Danny once again the winner. Uh, Nailed it. Three points to Danny, one point to Val, and Dicky. <laughs> no, you called it though. You were like, "Yeah, three hundred bucks feels good." It did feel what good on the whole. Yeah, why did yeah. why did you go up in the in the three hundreds? Because I every time I I I just got snake bit. I keep going way too high, and then uh, you know it's just. Three hundred felt about right. I mean, it it, it really did. Nice say. Crazy. Beautiful, uh, guys. That, that that's everything for tonight. There, there's no Abby this week. Uh, real life uh, got in the way, uh, but that's okay. Oh, because uh, it wasn't very good when I wrote it this week anyway. So it gives me a week to refine, to repair, uh, to nice. to make it better. Writing is revising, John. That's true. It's true. I think I read that somewhere. I, I probably should have done that for the first five episodes, but that's okay. Um, we're going. We're, we're, we're going again. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Danny, thank you for your recap of Charity Hammer. Uh, Val excellent. reminding me that there was uh, 
changes uh, today uh, in in the world of 40k. Uh, Dickie, another <laughs> wonderfully produced show. Uh, we'll we'll Killed get it. you. What what is something that you love uh, that we can do a Price Is Right for for you? Is it porn? You like your porn son? Do you want me to do like vintage porn? <laughs> vintage <laughs> porn DVDs. I I've had no idea how much those would be. Uh, you know, you just you just keep doing. You're doing a great job, buddy. You you keep doing that, man. That's why I love yeah. Dickie. He's just yeah. Well, I think I think by next show we should have I, I should have some 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 sales on the board from my uh, from my mm-hmm. great Warhammer clear out. Um, yeah. Things are going my, well. Val yeah. is uh, having a clear out on eBay, and we're going to be doing a special prices right where you get the chance to decide the price because he's going to ask you to bid on all of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. Thank you, everyone, for joining should, us here. We should do. We should do. We should do this just but by asking price because they will all be like you know when you see people get upset about uh, people's asking prices on the internet. I plan to drive twenty percent of that traffic for the next <laughs> for the next two or three weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all good. You're gonna. Uh, it's gonna be a brand new segment called "The Price Is Ridiculous," and we'll just make fun <laughs> of you for what you're asking for. It's perfect. That's goddamn right. Amazing. Um, <laughs> guys find all of our socials and ways to support us at grimafterdark.com we're going to be back next monday live at 10 p.m eastern ish and if you can't catch us live check the recordings available 24 7 on youtube or wherever your good podcasts are provided remember when life feels like a never-ending siege and things can't get any worse uh, you just spend an hour with us on grim after dark <laughs> It's time to step into the grim darkness With nerds gather talking Warhammer madness Grim After Dark, the podcast with the hosts John, Danny and Val, but they're not the most Claiming to be experts, but it's all a facade Talking about battles and dice rolls, they're all odd Trying to sound cool with their Warhammer talk But I'm here to expose, it's all just squawk Nerds, nerds, everywhere I see Talking Warhammer this, like it's a decree But let me tell you, homie, it is all just a game In the real world, homie we are not the same so put down the dice step out of the dog it's time to live life nerd make your own mark grim after dog the nerds playground talking warhammer this acting all profound but when i listen it's all just a bunch of noise i love roasting nerds and their stupid ass toys stupid ass toys i want to grab them put my hands around the neck squeeze squeeze warhammer squeeze until they can't breathe or breathe again (laughs) Tell a friend, tell a friend, I'm out here roasting nerds again.